Welcome to Side Effects, Effect versus Affect. It's hard to know the difference. At McGowan Brabender, our goal is to provoke you to think differently about employee benefits, your employees, and the status quo. That's why it's Side Effects with an A. Join me, Kenzie McEvely, and my co-host Dave Homan as we take on part three of our adulting and insurance series with a very special guest. Mara Holman is a junior at the University of Cincinnati studying insurance and risk management and marketing with a minor in communications. On today's episode, we wanted to get inside the brain of a college student when managing the adulting task of filling a prescription from start to finish. Let's see how she would do it and what decisions have led her to knowing the perfect formula to get the right meds at the right time and the right price. Let's get started. All right. Hello, Side Effects listeners. I'm here today with my co-host, Strategy and Innovation Director, Dave Holman. Good morning. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. And are you very excited for our special guest on today's episode? Yes. Never thought a hundred and something episodes into this. Never thought that I would be talking to a family member. (laughs) Right. So. So we have Mara Holman, your daughter, on the line. Welcome to the show, Mara. Thank you guys for having me. I think I'm just as surprised as my dad to be here. So (laughs) hopefully I can help you guys out and give you some good feedback. Well, you are my favorite oldest daughter. (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. So we decided that since this series is about college students, what better way to know the answers and the questions from a real life college student? So Mara, you're you're definitely your feedback is going to help us and our listeners. Um, so you're joining us from your house in Cincinnati, correct? Yes, yes. Awesome. And there's an I hear nothing in the background, so we're good to go. Yeah, I think uh, Mar was a little Perfect. concerned because there's jackhammering out on the street. So and <laughs> and we are in full disclosure, we do have. Mara on via cell phone. So if I get another phone call or text, hopefully you won't hear any beeping or chiming in the background. Exactly. So yes, we are live in action. So let's just go with the roll of the punches. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. just to even set this up for our listeners, the I one of the 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 ideas of this entire Benefit 101 webcast is kind of based on real life stories of observations and lessons that I've learned as a parent dealing with my college students navigating healthcare, pharmacy, emergency care, things like that. Right. So um, we're talking to patient zero today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably gets a call at least once a week for me asking a question. So, well, yeah. it is helpful that he knows a little bit about insurance. So I don't blame you. My call- I know I'm definitely lucky. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because you're an insurance risk, risk management student there, and UC has an, a great program, I would say arguably one of the best in the country, even though it's a newer program, but they don't spend a lot of time on this part of it. They talk more about the financial side, about the product side, but they don't take it to the step by step yeah the step by step the Mm -hmm. interactions which is actually where the rubber meets the road so definitely um, and i know this past year i was i you're required to take um health and life insurance which is um one of the courses that i took last semester at uc and i just feel like taking that class i'd never learned more in a class in my entire life because there's just so much that really goes untouched and even as an insurance and risk management major like 
that was an area of insurance that we don't really focus on at UC. It's more, you know, property and casualty based, but it being, you know, health and life insurance is something that's applicable to everyone. Right. Wow. That's awesome. Isn't that fun when you learn something in college that you can use for the rest of your life? Yes. And I would always get so excited. Like when I learned something new or I'd call my dad and, you know, ask him <laughs> questions, you know, what kind of health insurance do we have? And, you know, stuff like that. So it's definitely, oh, yeah. I loved when she was going through the life section and I got all, I got the, I got grilled on all the life insurance. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's a fun game. Yeah. That's dinner table game yeah. right there. Yeah. Right after she realized what we had, she invited me to go skydiving with her. Yeah, um, I was trying to figure out how to, you know, get my college paid for. Yeah. Get my student loans <laughs> paid off. Smart girl. Smart <laughs> girl. All right. So we will jump right into the process of um, how you're making these choices to fill a prescription, Mara. So well, let's start off with the basics. And let's say you're an excellent patient and you're going to your annual appointments. You know, every year you see your doctor and your prescription is written by your doctor. So What's the first thing that you do when you need to get it filled after you get that prescription written? So it definitely is very different than it was probably like, you know, the first or second time I, you know, filled a prescription myself up until I was 18. My, you know, parents would help me get that taken care of. Yep. So as soon as the responsibility was kind of put on me, I was, I was a little overwhelmed which sounds like, you know, I feel like everyone knows how to pick up a prescription, but when it's actually you doing it for the first time, it's, it's overwhelming. Totally. Um, but, I felt the same way. Yeah. So, um, you know, normally they just ask me where I want to get my prescription filled at my doctor's appointment. And depending on if, you know, now I, now I mainly use mail order, but, um, before when I was, you know, picking up my prescriptions down here, I, you know, had to kind of either give them like the location or the phone number for them to get that sent over there. So, right. And that's, and that's, yeah. How do you pick your pharmacy? Is it just what's closest to you or what did you just Google the closest CVS or how did you choose that? Yeah. What was your criteria? So for me, it's that it was definitely like an ease or ease of, you know, getting it or what I knew was around. I know my roommate's they would always, you know, go to Kroger's to pick up their prescriptions. So that was kind of where I originally had all of my stuff sent to you just because, you know, I know I'm going to be there, there weekly. Um, right. But it, it got to like to, to the point where the prescriptions ended up getting much more expensive and I didn't really understand why. And um, so there's just like a number of things that went along with that and why I decided to eventually kind of go go a different route with ordering my prescriptions. And and did you know that you had a mail order option? Like did did your parents tell you that or did you did your doctor ask or how did you know that? I remember when we switched, I think I was probably in high school. So like I knew that that was, you know, how my like how we were getting most of our medication, right. but when I came to UC, I I wasn't really sure how that would work just because I I didn't necessarily feel comfortable getting my medication sent down here. And even when I lived in a dorm, it was during COVID. So there were certain restrictions on, you know, whether or not we could get packages delivered to us, or it would often take up to, you know, three weeks to, to get a package that was sent to my dorm. So that definitely became an issue. And, and it was just, I guess, a concern to me that I wasn't going to get like my medication in time. And I bet you had a few phone calls to your dad a little panicked because I could imagine being three weeks behind and not knowing where the package is. That's a little stressful. 
Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Because, yeah, it, I mean, it said it was always there, and I would go up and I'd ask, and, of course, you know, they're probably backed up. And it was so missing, behind, but... yeah. Yeah, but for yeah. the most part, when you got a prescription, Mara, you you just kept sending it to Kroger because that was the easy solution for you. And oh, so, yeah, yeah. And, and so I believe, if memory serves me correct, there was a situation <laughs> where um, where you kept sending things over to Kroger and then suddenly, like, the price, like, I don't even think price was really an issue. And why wasn't price an issue? Because you had an extra HSA card. And so yeah. you you presented the script, you went to pick it up, they gave you the bill and you paid it and you went on your merry way. I probably wouldn't have even looked at the price and been like, oh, it went up, meh, not yeah, my but, money. <laughs> but the drug is what the drug is. Right. And so yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and normally I think for college students, when they're going, uh, when they're away from home and they have to see a doctor, it's because they have a sinus infection, they have a bronchitis, something's going on. So those are mostly acute care antibiotics that are called in. They're like the one and done. You take yeah. it, you get it, it mm -hmm. goes away. But you had a couple prescriptions that you needed to get refilled, correct? Yeah. So I, you know, I have medication that I take every day. And I think that's where it becomes kind of something stressful for me because it's not like, oh, I have a cold that I need something to get over. It's, you know, this is a medication that I need to go live my life Function. normally. Yeah. Yep, yeah. a maintenance drug. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. be backed up on those. Yeah, and maintenance drugs can be a little more expensive too. Like mm -hmm. your your antibiotics that are out there are are generally you know four bucks, ten bucks, uh, the generic versions of them. But it's the it, it's the ones that you take on a regular basis that can get pricey. So I remember you saying though, you went in there, you got it filled, and you know it was a fairly low cost. Then you had to get it filled again, and you went back in, and no questions asked. They filled it. You had the same price. You went in the third time, and you're like, you, I remember you called, and you're like, whoa, the cost went way up. I mean, it went from like, you know, 15 bucks up to 90 bucks or 100 bucks. Oh, wow. And um, yeah. that was just because what we didn't realize that that's where college students don't understand it. And, and in their defense, most adults don't understand is yeah. that when you go in and get a, a prescription filled, they will fill it for you at the lower cost. Mm -hmm. They'll refill it at the lower cost. And that second refill is called what they call a grace refill, right? which means they're saying, oh, you haven't, it's something that you're going to be on long-term, mm -hmm. a maintenance drug. But for whatever reason, you're traveling, you don't have time to get mail order started, they'll fill it at that lower cost. Usually it's the third time. That's when they say, hold on. No more freebies for yeah, you. Yeah, the, the gravy train has moved on. <laughs> and so suddenly you're paying a higher price because they're disincentivizing you. They want you using mail order. And mm -hmm. that's what happened in your case, wasn't it, Mara? Yeah, I definitely was. I was honestly very embarrassed and I was, I was ready to get yelled at for not doing something right. So yeah. I'm happy we were able to figure that out. Well, okay. In your parents' defense though, Mara, <laughs> if you had taken care of it when you were home from school. I feel like I'm in I the know. middle of a, I'm in the middle of a family dispute no, right but, now. <laughs> but this is something that happens very often. Mm -hmm. And it, it's one of those things where, 
you, you don't get around to it when you're home and you go away to school and then suddenly your options are limited mm-hmm. on what you can do and you start running into other problems that are out there. Right. And I, and I will say like for me, if I go and get a prescription filled at Kroger's, they only do like a 30 day supply where if I, yeah. you know, go the mail order route, I can get out like a larger quantity that lasts me longer. So that also is kind of in a situation too where it's like you know after three weeks of taking a medication I just refilled I have to you know remember to refill that it's not automatic like some of my other medications are that are on mail order yeah we love the convenience of having more than a 30-day script for sure yeah Mm -hmm. so I think the other thing that that happened Mar maybe you can tell us that it was just the very first time I you went and I want to say it was like an urgent care maybe a minute clinic something like that and you had a prescription called in and it was for an antibiotic but it was a brand name Mm. antibiotic and it was one of your first scripts that you filled away from home and what happened there do you want to talk about that situation did you know what a generic was mara ahead of time like the definition or like a generic versus brand name i mean I, i just think in general I did, but I I didn't know like necessarily just looking at you know a medication name whether or not it was the generic. Right. Yeah. So um, so you just thought the doctor prescribed it. The doctor knows, so you went yeah, and got what trust the doctor. Exactly. Said. Like, so when you who went, am I supposed to? Yeah. yeah. You know, question that. Yeah. So when you went to, I'm assuming it was Kroger to get filled. What happened then? Mm-hmm. Like they just. Um. It was. It was much more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Okay. It was the brand name. And I think you had even called home and you're like, I just to let you know, I got got it filled and it was expensive. And my first reaction was, (laughs) did you ask for a generic? She didn't know, Dave. And it was, it was as a parent, I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. I've had, you know, 50 something years of doing this. And this was her first time doing it. And she didn't know any better. And you would assume there there are some pharmacies you go to or when they look it up in the system. It they may will say, ask it you, may won't say they? mandatory yeah. generics. Mm-hmm. Do you want to use a generic? But they didn't ask you that, did they? They just filled it. No. No. Yeah. yeah. That, mm, that and, makes it tough. And, you know, uh, I'm not going to say it, but I think in some cases when you're away at school and there are pharmacies that are, that are local, they're just going to... They're going to fill the script that they have. Yeah, they're not, not going to be like, oh, this questions. college kid's going to know. Yeah. 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 So they got And I mean, it's, especially ahead. when, you know, it, it's a time of the year where everyone's sick. There are so many people in there, you know, just trying to get checked out that it's really just kind of like a, you know, like a quick fix. Like, this is what everyone has right now. So take this. You know, they, yep. I think that gets a little challenging too when there's just so many people that, you know, need this. And, yeah, that's a, that's such an easy out. Just be like, fill the script, get them in, get them out. But I, I also had another yeah. question for you about when it comes to the cost savings. I just found out about this, so I would never expect a college student to know. But did you ever hear about a discount drug card or GoodRx or any of those kind of cost saving options? I feel like I've definitely seen like commercials about it or just like ads, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's something that I never have really you know looked into or thought much about because luckily for me i'm not 
the one, you know, fronting the complete cost for a lot of my medications yet. So, right. Um, and I don't blame you at all for that. Dave, did, would you ever give her the card or like, how would that work? Well, it's weird because I've given her, she's got her HSA debit card yep. and, um, she's got her insurance card. And when she needs to go get care provided, mm -hmm. um, she's goes and gets it filled. Now, I know from the relationship with my pharmacist, they know and they'll ask you, well, do you want me to run this through insurance? Because you could use this card and it'll only be four bucks. Right. But, but we have a relationship mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm a smarter consumer just based off of experience for a college student. I don't think they'd have any real reference point. Like right. there's no, there's no history there. So Mar, like what if, how does that make you feel like if you had an antibiotic that you needed to get filled and you went up to Kroger's and now you know that there's a program like GoodRx where like if you fill it through the plan, it's going to be $14. If you fill it through GoodRx, it's going to be $4. Or there are even some programs where they're free generics right? because they want you buying other stuff in the store. Is that something that you'd take advantage of or not really think about as a college student? Because it's not. I mean, I'll just know. <laughs> I mean, but now just knowing about it, I think like it's something I definitely would want to do. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's just, there's so many things that you can do. And especially, you know, being a college student, like you're always thinking about like kind of like new ways to save money or, oh, yeah. even, you know, <laughs> like that, like being a broke college student, like has opened my eyes to so many different things. <laughs> um, but like I said before it, it is just challenging because it's, I mean, like there's like promotional commercial commercials about it, but it's, you know, this isn't like something they teach you in school or there's not like prep courses for adulting. You kind of just have to figure it out. Yeah. And there's no context in it. They tell you what it is. They yeah. tell you how great it is, but they don't tell you how to use it, how when to, to it. use it yeah. in what context. So we've used a couple of terms here. We've talked about generics. We've talked about brand name. We've talked about mail order and maintenance drugs. Yep. As a college student before you got into this, or or maybe now, like, what is your definition of a generic drug for our listeners? I mean, at least the way that I think about it, I think, you know, just in general, being a college student, I'll say it again, like, you're thinking about saving money. So, you know, when I go to the store and I may have gotten something that was, you know, name brand or, you know, branded, I will go a different route, like paper towels and stuff. I, I buy like the Kroger brand paper towels because, you yes. know, they work the same. They have the same function. Um, there's no need for me to, you know, pay a couple dollars more to have a to have a brand name when it does the same job just as well. Okay, so it's Great a cheaper version. It's, an, yeah. it's kind of, it's not... And it's, I think about this, there are some things I don't like to get the brand or the generic of, like ketchup. Yes. There's some ketchups that yes. just taste better, the brand name, which I'll probably in my head, probably mental. Exactly. But yeah, that I think that's a perfect description of, you know, in just common sense, like a generic is typically cheaper than a brand name. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what about maintenance drugs or mail order? Like when, you know, what is, what does maintenance drug mean to you? I mean, I just, you know, it's a, it's a drug that I feel like, or that I have to take every day, just, you know, function normally to feel my best, to do my best, especially I'm a college student. So I'm, you know, I'm taking classes yeah. full time. I'm working, you know, like 30 hours a week with an internship. So really having, you know, a good stable 
feeling stable and feeling secure and how I'm feeling is super important. So maintenance is something it's not like you take one and done. You take it every day Maintain. regularly yes. to main to maintain like peak, yeah. your peak health that's out there. Yep. So yes. let's talk then about mail order yeah. and and maybe even where you're at, you know, in school. Like what are some of the lessons that you've learned from mail order just in general? Problems that you've and challenges you've run into with maybe running out of medications, delivery to school, things like that. Like, what are some of your lessons? Yeah. So first off, like now I would say primarily unless it's unless I'm sick and I'm going to, you know, get an antibiotic or anything, I do get all of my more maintenance drugs uh, mailed to my house back home in Dayton where my parents live. Smart. And so there's a couple, couple reasons for that. So first of all, um, just, you know, mail delivery in general is a little bit more reliable back, you know, when you're living in a more suburban area. I know down here, I've had situations where, um, you know, I get a packet. It says that my package was delivered and it's at my neighbor's house or it's at somebody else's house. So Porch that's pirates stressful too. when it comes to, yep, yep, definitely. <laughs> so I was about to say that next. You never know, like, if your package is going to be there or not, or if, you know, nobody's home and can run out and grab it. Yeah. Um, you don't know if it's going to be there when you get back. And like that sadly is a reality of just the world that we live in. Um, yep. But so I, I try to get my medication set home and, you know, I'll come home every once in a while. Or um, if I know that my family is going to be coming down to UC for an event, like a football game or going to a Bengals game, I can have them drop it off. Or when my friends come home to visit, um, I'll have her go pick it up from my house and bring it down to Cincinnati. So that's that for me has probably been the best and most reliable way to get it because I know, I mean, I've yet to have a bad experience getting it delivered to my house at home in Dayton. And I know I can, you know, be assured that I'm going to get it on time. And, and sometimes Mara, when you get a three month supply, you think that's a long time, but it's you don't, not. you don't realize it's maintenance not, yeah. drugs are usually prescribed annually. Yep. So every 12 months before that doctor will will refill the prescription, you need to do what, Mara? You need to you need to schedule an appointment with them, which has been another ding 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 yeah. another <laughs> issue that I've run into. But Mara, what happens when you don't <laughs> get that? They don't they they won't fill it. So yeah. that's and, or you have to call and they might give you like a one month supply, but oftentimes it them. takes Yep. And, and it and, and that, it is it is tough because it sometimes it does take a while to, you know, even get an appointment. Yeah. And when that happens, you've got to get it filled locally. And then you run into the issue of when you go to get it filled, depending on who the, the PBM is, the pharmacy benefit manager. Yep. Um, you may have troubles. They may say, Well, no, this is mail order, or you may end up paying more. Yeah. And it just creates a whole host of problems. So what do what does your loving mother and your loving father always tell you to do <laughs> to plan ahead and do schedule? mail order, do well, mail order mail and order. schedule stuff when I'm at home. Yeah. Yes. So, so right now, like we're already in our kids ears. For I know I've break? been doing this with my older son. Yeah. And my younger son, they're coming home mm -hmm. from school. So get those appointments scheduled because everybody, every college is student, coming home at every, the same time. Every parent is mm -hmm. telling their child the same thing. And um, yeah. with, I mean, the, the, with a lot of the maintenance drugs, you can't just stop taking them. It can nope. have very mm -hmm. adverse effects. 
and because there's also a ramp up time. And oh, yeah. so don't put yourself um, in, in that situation. I think the biggest takeaway from this podcast is the adulting factor of like planning ahead and scheduling. And that, that mm-hmm. might be the hardest part is the time management and to realize between juggling work and classes and your social schedule, like you do have to make time to go to that doctor's appointment, schedule those appointments, get your prescriptions ordered. It could be, it's the smallest thing, but like you yeah. said, a maintenance drug cannot be forgotten. It needs to be a top priority. So, yeah. And so let's yeah. one more thing on maintenance drugs. We've spent a lot of time talking about getting the drug access right. to it, but let's talk for one moment about taking it. So Mar, what is one of the most valuable lessons you've learned about the maintenance drugs and continuing to take them regardless of how you feel? Mm. Yeah. So I, this is probably my parents' biggest pet peeve, but you know, just (laughs) when I, when I first came to school, I wasn't very good about, you know, taking it routinely, taking it regularly. And, you know, then my dad would get the phone calls where I don't feel good. Um, why isn't my medication working? I feel like I'm going crazy, you know? Yep. Um, that's a big thing. It's like consistency is really key. So once you kind of get into a schedule, you know, whether it's refilling your prescriptions or a time you take it every day, it's super, super, super important or for me. And I'm sure many other people for the medication to work correctly. Absolutely. It's yeah. a great PSA. <laughs> and, and it's good because I will say all of my children are, are very different. Mara is the rule follower. That's kind Me of too, like, girl. <laughs> if I would look at Mara, she's kind of, she's the rule follower. And once she learns a routine and once she understands how to do something, she will consistently do it. And I think that's, that's yeah. one of the things that, um, that I know that when Mara gets something in, you know, get something ingrained into a routine, it'll keep going. And that is so important with college yeah. students yep. and maintenance drugs, because for maintenance drugs, chances are once you're on them, you're on them for, it could be the rest of your life. And so you've yeah. got to build good habits mm-hmm. because when you stop and start and stop and start, it loses its effectiveness. And suddenly you're having to look for another medication down the road to get the, the effect that you want from it. Right. No, exactly. So mm-hmm. I want to give both Dave and Mara one more chance here. I don't know. It sounds like it could be from some trial and error, but also yeah. Mara, you, you know, your stuff. I think you have gone through these, these lessons and then also your background with your, what you're studying. And then also your dad here has probably helped with some insurance knowledge. So mm-hmm. Dave, do you have any other follow-up questions or notes you want to point out? No, I think Mara, what is what is the most important thing that you would, if you could talk to a freshman coming through orientation, getting ready to start UC next fall, yes. what is the one piece of advice you would give to them as far as when you need to have prescriptions filled or even go to the, go for emergency care, urgent care? I would say just, you know, be able to, you know, like whoever your parent or your guardian is, or even if you aren't, you know, close to anyone, find somebody that you trust that you can talk to and ask them about it. Cause I know for me, a lot of questions came up that, you know, I was embarrassed cause I felt like I should know these things when really, you know, a lot of other people my age are thinking the same way. So um, just be able to ask questions. And if you don't know, you know, research, 
find out, you know, how, what's going to work best for you also. Cause I think it's, it's different for everyone. And once you do get into a routine and, you know, figure out how to function, it's super important. And especially being a freshman, you're, you're pushed into an experience that's completely different than what you were experiencing before then. Um, so, you know, finding a routine, even, even if it's just in the small things is super helpful to just be successful in college. So a little responsibility. I love that. Bring it on yeah. freshman. Do you have any other things you'd like to share Mara here at the end? Um, I just want to say thank you for letting me be here and giving um, a UC student some time to get on here and talk because I know um, the UC students, at least in the IRM program, really, really, really love Miguel and Braybender and think that what you guys are doing is wonderful. So just thank you for letting me be here. Well, Go ahead, Dave. Thanks. Is this a good <laughs> is this a good series? I know today we talked about prescriptions for and it's for the college student. It's for adulting, but like how to find a primary care doc, uh, preventive well, care. Is that is that stuff that you that you as a as a young Zoomer? Uh, <laughs> I hate useful. when you say that. That makes me cringe. <laughs> okay, what should I use? What what terms should I use? I don't know. You younger people, like I, you I you a younger, you That's young, what I'm gonna be classified as. You youngins for the well, rest of my life. Well, what do you call me, even though I'm not? <laughs> A boomer. She man. calls me a boomer. <laughs> He's a Gen Xer. Don't yeah. let him forget it. <laughs> Kids call me boomers at home. <laughs> well, um, please share this, Mara, with your friends and your classmates and your sorority and everything because um, you did an mm -hmm. excellent job today and we appreciate your perspective. You were the perfect college student to interview. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. One last question. What do you like <laughs> most about the insurance risk management program Ooh, yes. at UC? At UC, I think, I mean, I'm also a marketing major, and that's a, that's a huge major within any business school. I think, you know, since joining the IRM program, it's a smaller, more specialized program. So, like, I, I talk to every single one of my professors, you know, every time I walk in the room, I know them, I know what's going on in their life. Um, they're always there to help me, and I know for me, at least with internship hunting, the professors and especially, you know, the career coach that we have for our program at UC is just so hands-on. And we have a hundred percent job placement within our program, whether wow. that's internships wow. or full-time jobs after you graduate. So we work really hard or the people that are, you know, at UC involved in the IRM program work super, super, super hard to give students the best opportunity possible. That's incredible. Great. Way to what go, a nice IRM. plug. What a nice advertisement for the program. So. <laughs> I know. I, I am the V. I am the VP of our um, insurance and risk management, like professional fraternity at UC. So I always gotta, gotta be out here promoting things. Absolutely, you yeah. did a great job. Well, and thank you, Mar, so much. And to our listeners, if you have any suggestions for more topics in our adulting series, you can email me at Kenzie at healthierbirthdays.com. Or David healthierbirthdays.com. And thank you so much for joining us on Side Effects and we will see you next time.